Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, to the NFL. Uh, let's head there now as we check out some notable Week 14 matchups. Let's go. We've had some good games, dog, right? Yes, we have. Oh, a battle of the NFC East. I can't wait for this one. I got to take a nap. The Eagles head to Dallas where they look to sweep the season series versus the Cowboys for the first time since 2011. That's Sunday Night Football. How about Josh Allen and the Bills? They head to Arrowhead to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, a battle of quarterbacks with the most passing touchdowns over the last four seasons. We'll air that out. And then while in the NFC West, the Seahawks travel to San Francisco. Brock Purdy looks to continue his undefeated streak versus NFC West opponents, having won his first five. So here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. With only five weeks left in the season, ESPN Bet currently has Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, as the MVP favorite just behind him, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, who square off this Sunday, former MVP winners Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson rounding out the top five. Marcus Spears back here with us. There he is. Swaggo, good to see you, sir. Uh, S.A., I want to start with you. Should Purdy be the MVP frontrunner? It's hard to argue with that after what we've seen over the last three weeks from San Francisco. Uh, so I'm not going to dispute that. What I will say, however, is that I don't see how Tyreek Hill is not on this list. Tyreek Hill has been sensational. He's on pace to catch over 2,000 yards receiving and 17 touchdowns. Um, this is a guy right now this season on deep targets this season. 20-plus air yards, that's what qualifies as deep passes. He's caught 17 of 26 targets. That's 65% of those deep targets. Eight touchdowns, 41 yards per reception. The Dolphins are winning. They're in first place in the AFC East. They're the number one seed in the AFC right now. I'm looking at them and what they bring to the table. I'm looking at the fact that this man has double the yards of anybody else on the roster. You don't even have anybody else over 700 yards receiving. Tyreek Hill is without question the primary number one target for the Miami Dolphins. And when he flows, they flow. And when he doesn't, they don't. I don't understand how he can't be in this conversation. But if you want to ask me specifically about Purdy, which you did, based on the way San Francisco has looked over the last three weeks, I can't knock it. All I'm going to say is that there's still some degree of residue of how he looked when there was no Debo Samuels and there was no Trent Williams. I understand that those are two big factors, but to struggle as much as he did when trailing or tied as opposed to when he had the lead and the cushion is something that I think should play a, should factor into judging MVP status against other quarterbacks. I love that, Stephen A, because we, it, we got to – so Brock Purdy being the front runner is because we've seen San Francisco be dominant, and he's played well. And it's hard to have this conversation because people think you're going to degrade Brock Purdy for the success that he's had. He's playing phenomenal. He's, he's orchestrating this offense better than the quarterbacks that we've seen in it. And that's quarterbacks – well, that's Jimmy Garoppolo who's been to a, a Super Bowl and two NFC championships. Like, like, think about the ceiling that we're talking about with the San Francisco 49ers. This team has been good, but that quarterback has always paid – for what's around him. And that's even a quarterback, like 
I mentioned with Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Super Bowl. So I get the MVP conversation, but it's always going to be diluted because it's Kyle Shanahan and it's the type of weapons. We saw Brock Purdy have a tremendous amount of success last week against Philly. We also saw Debo Samuel have yards after the catch and break runs over 50, 60 yards for touchdowns. So all of that stuff is a knock. Right now, my MVP front runner is Dak Prescott. It has nothing to do with obviously when you start talking about the totality of the season and the records and all of that. But I think right now the position is being played the best by him and what he's been able to do with the Dallas Cowboys. I, if you factor in um, strength of opponent, then Dak Prescott may not be the front runner because they haven't played really good. Oh, I'm dealing with technical. I don't think there's been anybody over the last five weeks better than Dak. Yeah, I'm going to uh, – I, I disagree with um, uh, Swagoo because the big game that they played, two of them, Doc lost both games. He got killed in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and although they played pretty well, he made a couple of mistakes. He stepped out of bounds, didn't throw the ball in the end zone in Philadelphia last play, so I would not make him the MVP. But the original question, and Mr. Stephen A. hit it right on the head. Brock Purdy, without Samuel and without Trent Williams, lost three games to Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Minnesota. You know how many points they averaged in the three games in which they lost without the those two best players, 17 points. Isn't the definition of an MVP is if you can make your team rise above the issues that accompany, accompany you in the course for season, a la injuries? The answer is yes. So in the three games in which he didn't have his left tackle and Samuel, he was in a situation where they scored 17 points and lost all three games. I cannot make him the MVP, and I can't make Dak the MVP because they got murdered in San Francisco and he lost in Philadelphia. I hate to say it, Stephen A., I'm not going to go with Hill, but I understand his point. I'm with him there a thousand percent. They're nine and three. The guy's going to have 2,000 yards. He should be in the MVP conversation. I'm going to say this, too. How about McCaffrey? McCaffrey's the best player on the San Francisco team. Yeah. See, just, McCaffrey's amazing. He just second. needs to stay healthy. Hold on one second, Mad Dog. Hold on one second, Mad Dog and Stephen A. I understand that we're talking about sure. this on the show. And I like that you bring up Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey. It ain't happening. Like, we keep coming on TV, and we keep talking about what should be. We just looked at the damn odds from Vegas. It ain't another position at the top of the MVP odds outside of Hold on, Swaggo. It's a quarterback award. Swaggo. Swaggo. No, 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 bro. No, no, no. You're right factually, but you're wrong about what your role should be. There's nothing wrong with you. Talking about what should be. Yeah, we know it's not going to happen because history tells us it's not going to happen. The last wide receiver to get an MVP vote was Randy Moss in 1998. The last person that was in line to win yeah. MVP was Jerry Rice in 1987. We get that. But as, a, as an analyst, as an extraordinary analyst, I might add, it is nothing wrong with you and the Hall of Famer right there with his oversized purple jacket talking about what should be. In other words, we're not sitting up there saying that Tyreek Hill should be number one. But I'll be damned. If you're going to show me five, I don't give a damn. I'm here in Vegas. Do I need, what casino do I need to go to? What, what, what booth do I need to go to to talk to somebody? You're going to have five candidates for league MVP and Tyreek Hill is nowhere in the vicinity? Nah, nah, no, no. Yep. We're supposed to be talking about that. Now, now, now we, we understand what's but, not going to happen, but we're supposed to be saying, yo, you got to put this brother on the list. Stephen A. Yeah, we could do that. Stephen A., if, 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 if Tyreek Hill, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand your premise. 
If Tyreek Hill goes over 2,000 yards, who are we going to talk about had a wonderful season for the Miami Dolphins and going to get paid? It's going to be Tua. That's what we're going to talk about. It's not just the – Hold on, hold on. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. Let me tell you why I'm not sure. Because you got to spread it around for the quarterback to monopolize the conversation for that team. But when you see a clip, like when the eye test is showing you how spectacular this brother is and the numbers that he has supported, I'm not saying two is not going to get credit. Hell, Tyreek Hill's giving him credit. But we're supposed to look at it and go like this. Yo, we've seen this brother take a 10-yard pass to the house. We've seen this brother catch a slam pattern over the middle for 15 yards. And, and we, we see guys yep. backpedaling, scared to death. They ain't even trying to hit him. They're just trying to stand still in their space to guard their space because they know he'll blow by them at the blink of an eye. There is something electrifying about well, Tyreek Hill but with that speed, that elusivity, and what he brings to the table. We wouldn't just be talking about Tua. We wouldn't. Not if we got the premise, the premise of history – the premise of history matters, okay? And and this is my point. Okay. We just, a few years ago, a few years ago, we saw Cooper Cup win the triple crown at wide receiver and not sniff an MVP vote. Like, th that is the problem right. that I have. Like, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. I have a problem with the process, okay? But if we are going okay. to talk about phenomenal seasons from a wide receiver, if we're going to talk about the potential of Tyreek Hill going over 2,000 yards, we just saw Justin Jefferson go for 1,800 last year. And nobody even talked about him being the MVP on television because we're enamored with the quarterback. And we always and, equate the yeah, success of the wide receiver right. to the quarterback. But, 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 but Doggy, help me out here real quick. We got to go. We've seen greatness. The Jerry Rice, the Justin Je to the Justin Jeffersons of the world, the Cooper Cups a couple of years ago. We see all of that. There is something special about watching Tyreek Hill. Oh, I agree. And maybe it's residue from what we 100%. saw in the playoffs against Buffalo and stuff like that. I it's agree. like, my God, to watch this brother take a, uh, take a pass and what he does after the catch, it is something to behold. Let, let, let's, I get mad at Tyreek for constantly giving the credit to Tua. It's like, yo, my brother, <laughs> do you see you? Go watch you. Because we're I mean, my God, right, this brother word, is sensational. Well, last he really word is. is. If you're going to make it just a quarterback, you can't give it to Purdy based on the statistics. Stevie gave you perfectly the three games they lost. And I'm not giving it to Prescott because they got more than San Francisco and they okay. lost in Philly. So if I had to give you somebody, I'm going with the guy with the best record, 10-2. I'm giving it, I'm giving it to Hurts if I had okay. to do that. Right. Quarterback. Okay. okay. Jalen Hurts it is. I, that's where I'm going. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. 
If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Jets' playoff hopes are nearly done. Losers of five straight New York looks to be making yet another change at the quarterback spot. According to a report by The Athletic, Zach Wilson, who was benched two weeks ago, is reluctant to play again because of perceived injury risk. Yesterday, in his weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee Show, Jets star quarterback Aaron Rodgers showed that he is not a fan of how the Jets are handling the situation. Take a listen. That's a problem with the organization. You know, we need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately. I think it's chicken um, at its core and, and uh, you know, I think it has no place in, in a winning organization to be, to be a source on it, especially not if you're going to assassinate somebody's character and, and especially not when it's someone that I really love and care about like Zach Wilson. Look who is here. Hello, Kimberly. Kimberly. Hello, Martin. Hello. Great to have you. Uh, Christopher, What's yes. what do you think? Hey, babe. What do you think's the biggest problem facing the Jets? Well, let's start with this. The Jets brought in Nathaniel Hackett, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and Cook because of Rodgers. Hackett might be the worst coach in football in every aspect. Lazard never plays. Cook is terrible. He's fumbled all over the place. And, and Cobb was done two years ago. Why did they do it? To placate the quarterback. That's why they did it. So now the Jets are stuck with a 40-year-old quarterback who basically is telling the organization what to do. He's here for two more years. They don't have a backup. They should have gotten a backup this summer who was a competent backup. Joe Douglas, that's on you. And as a result of that, the Jets are now in a disastrous situation. Now, I watched that whole thing with Rodgers yesterday, and, I'm a, and I like Rodgers. He's got a lot to say. He sometimes thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, but he's fun to watch, and, you know, I respect his opinion. Well, he ain't else. dumb. He's not stupid. I understand that. But remember, because of him, the Jets are in this mess to begin with. Hackett stinks, and they can't get rid of him. He stinks. Lazard, they gave $45 million to, he stinks. Cook, they brought Cobb in, he can't play. And Cook, they brought in because he wanted another running back. And Cook never gets into the game. Furthermore, this is not Green Bay. Okay, This is New York City. We have a lot of people who cover this football team. Yeah. What does he expect? There's not going to be a leak once in a while? I'll change it. Aaron, get on the field, win some ball games. You're not Joe Namath yet. And then we can sit there and we can start changing the, quote, unquote, the culture of the Green Bay Packers. This is New York City, for crying out loud. There's a million guys who cover the team, and there's going to be information once in a while that leaks out. That's part of the deal. There's 20 million people who live here, and there's a million people who cover the team, including Kimberly. So as a result of that, this is just inevitable when you play in this kind of town. This is the biggest city in the world, for crying out loud. But Rodgers now, who gave us Hackett, Lazard, Cook, and freaking uh, the, what's that, and Cobb, is going to basically tell us, I got to get to the leaks of the, uh, the problem. Hey, here's what you get to. Get your Achilles organized, show up next year, and win 11 games. And then we can have a conversation about Aaron <laughs> I mean, I think the, guy, the guy's Achilles is actually is performing Better than most of us thought, right, Doggy? I understand. Um, I, 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 I'm, just uh, one, I'm just wondering, Kimberly, I've never heard that an Achilles needs to be organized. 
<laughs> Never heard of that before. Get it together. Go Get it together. Get the Achilles together. Um, can, can I? Get the Achilles together. <laughs> so, Doggy, I hear you. Uh, I, think what Aaron Rogers, I think what Aaron Rodgers realized is what a lot of us who have covered the team for a long time have seen. Back when I was a beat writer, we had anonymous sources. We had th- things that were said nonstop, and the Jets became a circus. I think Aaron finally saw why Aaron is here, because what this organization has been, it has not been good for several decades, minus a couple couple good seasons, Absolutely. right? Yep. So here, you know, Doug, you're saying that Aaron Rodgers, the power that he has is, is the biggest issue here. But why is Aaron even here? It's because he's the antithesis of what they have had for years, a star leader at this position. Now, uh, Aaron was talking about character assassinations and all that. Same guy who's literally ripping reporters and lumping all media together is talking about character assassination. But one thing I did agree with him on is the fact that for to build a winning culture, you can't undermine what you are trying to build. And that is something that has happened for decades with the Jets. And he's finally seeing it. We're mad, you're mad that... You know, they brought in Al Lazard and all these guys. We were all in on Aaron Rodgers coming to New York. The Jets finally said, this is the guy we want. They pushed all the chips into the middle of the table and said, this is the man. No one could have foreseen that four plays in, 75 seconds or whatever it was, that he'd be done. But that's the reality. And I think we can't kill the Jets for going all in on Aaron. That's why he's here. Because they haven't had a leader like this. Now, what we can kill the Jets on, you mentioned Joe Douglas. Aaron Rodgers was the first quarterback in this season of backup quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers was the first one to get hurt, September 11th. And their solution was, let's just throw Zach Wilson out there and and hope for the best. Meanwhile, it's now week 12, week 13, and you've got the Cleveland Browns picking up Joe Flacco and feeling like, you know what? We got, a, we got a good answer here. We got a playoff team, and we feel good with Joe Flacco. So I understand Rodgers may have too much power, all that, but really, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. What's left? And we've seen, devoid of Aaron Rodgers, this team, there, wasn't, there isn't much without him, and that, I think, is the problem. I don't know if that's an Aaron Rodgers issue or if that's an organization from top to bottom issue. All right, Kimberly. Well, first of all, there's a couple of things that need to be said. Number one, you look fabulous. Number two, your take was just as fabulous. And number three, I can only give credit to me because you're sitting in my chair. So clearly it had a contagious effect. I mean, congratulations because your pick was absolutely great. OK, now, having said all of that, let's get to the point. OK, because you pointed it out. You pointed it out with Jim Douglas. OK, because you're right to point the finger at him because you needed to have some kind of a decent backup plan other than Zach Wilson. No doubt about that. But I want to State this for the obvious. Let me turn my attention to that man right there. With You know, he got a tie that I actually have. I'm very proud of you. You are upgrading. We'll talk about that another time. But to talk about Aaron Rodgers, he's a bad man. I saw him yesterday as I was filming a commercial with my man P. Mac, Pat McAfee and Greeny, you know, uh, Mike Greenberg. I got to tell you something right now. It was an honor and a privilege to see that bad man. Now, the only time I've been salty with him was when he lied about the whole vaccination thing. That 
that annoyed me. But outside of that, you don't hear me saying much about this brother because he's something special. You want to bring up Nathaniel Hackett. You want to bring up Lazard. You want to bring up Cobb. You want to bring up all these people. It's because he had, they have Aaron Rodgers. That's why. And Aaron Rodgers said that's what he wanted. And when you're the New York Jets and all you've had to rely upon over the last 50 years is Broadway Joe with his tight shorts from the 60s and Mark Gastineau with the, with the dance and Joe Klecko and then you had a reprieve with, with Bill Parcells and stuff like that and then Rex Ryan gave you Mark Sanchez. My God, Aaron Rodgers arriving in New York City is the closest thing to a savior that the NFL in New York has had. Of course they're going to sit up there and appease him. We all know that they Nathaniel Hackett should thank his heavenly stars that Aaron Rodgers is his guy because it's the only reason he got a damn job in the NFL. In some people's eyes, now I think he'd have a job. He just wouldn't be a coordinator, and he damn sure wouldn't be a head coach. But that's what—that's neither here nor there. But the players that he wants, if that bad man, that Super Bowl champion, without question one of the top five quarterbacks in history, talent-wise, one of the top three quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League, if that brother says to you, that's right, I said it. I said talent. I didn't say stats. I didn't say numbers. I said talent. As a talent at the quarterback position, Aaron Rodgers is one of the top three talents in the history of football. And if you are a perpetually moribund franchise, desperate for relevancy, okay, in the swamp in East Rutherford, New Jersey, staking up the joint with your play before we can even get to the smell of the swamp. And this man says, I want to come and play for you. I don't give a damn if he wanted daily trips to the masseuse. You know what I'm saying? Pedicures, manicures, car service everywhere, tickets to Taylor Swift concerts and whatever the hell else you want to come up with, okay? I don't care what he wants. Give it to him. And if that means that then you hack it, so be it. Because if Aaron Rodgers hadn't gotten hurt, the Jets were a Super Bowl contender. No one disputes that. He's a bad man. Respect that man, doggy. Respect that man. And the Achilles, doggy. And by the way, on another note, what is Robert Sala, who seems like the nicest guy in the world, what is he doing having text conversations with our buddy Joe Benigno? Let me give you my six-part manifesto. you got to fix the Jets. And Sala's responding. No, that so he Listen, Robert Sala's mistake there is not realizing that you can't text any old body. Because if you're texting reporters, because I've texted Robert Sala, if you're texting reporters, there's an understanding that it's an off-the-record conversation right. unless I say to you, Absolutely. hey, coach, can I use this? Can I, can I paraphrase? That's can right. I use that? Can I attribute it to you? So you said Robert Sala is a nice guy. I think, and I think the point he was trying to make is just like when you know, look at look at people's records when you have quality quarterback play like that. I don't think he's at fault for right. texting people. Right. I really have to get into commercial break. Okay, really do you, fast. Do your thing, Molly. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right. Come on. Come on, Mad Dog. Bring it. It's just you and the ladies. Let's get it. All right. Did you have a nice date last week at the red outfit? Red outfit. At the Christmas tree? Tree? Yes, sir. Say something. I wanted to make it awkward for you. Uh, Go ahead. This is this one I can't understand. What is this Eagle staffer doing this close to the field in the San Francisco Philly game last Sunday? Dom DeSancho. Hey Dom, sit up, freak guy on the bench. What are you doing here? He's a sick, he's not lucky. He's a security guy. Can we show the highlight, please? We got when it. He gets involved with Greenlaw. What is cooking here? This is stupid. And then, of course, obviously, Sirianni had to go apologize to Tanner and answer the game because Greenlaw took exception correctly so and gets thrown out. So the Eagles get the security guy thrown out that nobody cares who he is outside of these silly Eagle fans. And, in fact, the Greenlaws were the best linebackers in football. He gets thrown out. So who wins that? I cannot believe that the Eagles allowed a security guy to basically bait a 49er linebacker right on the edge of the field. Go out there and sit behind the benches and make sure they're heated for crying out loud. And then he gets a standing ovation by that dopey crowd when he leaves the field. After they got bombed 42-13. That is a joke. Know your place. I'm not knocking any security guys and of course TBA isn't. He's got the world protecting him. But this (laughs) is stupid. What happened in Philadelphia on Sunday afternoon? Number one. I agree no with you. No disagreement whatsoever. But Dom is beloved now, he's, You're totally right. I don't know about I don't know about the security guy needing to heat up the seats. I don't know about that. But everything else you said is right on point. Okay, like that. Kimberly's okay I agree, with it. I agree with you, but Dom, I, I, I want, I my, sec- why I want my security guard feisty. You do want him feisty, okay? Yeah, we do like him. All right, number two. I, I have like screamed feisty. about this for a long Relax, time. Relax, Stephen A. 
May I talk? Yeah, go ahead. He's just, he's rude and inappropriate. Go ahead. Can I talk? Yes, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wait Pay for this all week. Stupid oh, segment. stop Can telling us thing? how much money you make. All right, here we go. Number two. Number two. The NFL's got to change this. Why should the Atlanta Falcons, who are going to go 8-9 and, and win a horrific division, why should they get a home playoff game? They're going to play Dallas right now, oh. and Dallas is going to win 13, 14 games. Let's say 13 and 4. Atlanta stinks, mm. and they're going to get a home playoff game. That is completely out of line. You know what they should do? You make the playoffs if you win a division, but you do not get guaranteed home playoff game. And you say, Chris, is it that big a deal? Ask San Francisco, it's a big deal. Because think about this for a second. If San Francisco ends up with the best record, and right now they got a good chance to do that because they have a tiebreaker over the Phillies, uh, over the Eagles. If they end up with the best record, they get the bye, and then they play the lowest seed after that. But because Dallas is the fifth seed, unless the sixth or seventh seed wins, they're going to have to play the Cowboys in the first round. They shouldn't have to play Dallas in the first round. They're the one seed, and they earn to play a team that is not 13-4. and four. But because the Cowboys are the fifth seed and they don't reseed the darn thing, they should be playing teams like Atlanta. They have to play San Francisco, Dallas. And they win that game, they got to play Philly, all because the owners are dumb enough in the NFL to give home games to teams that make the playoffs that are eight and nine and this has happened before but in this case you're hurting a one seed because if Dallas beat Atlanta and there's no other upsets Philly the two seed gets Detroit much easier than San Francisco that gets Dallas do you follow all that America yes change it yes up high up high you with me on that I'm with you I'm with you I'm with you everywhere everywhere I totally I totally agree yeah, with you. Right. They're putting too much emphasis on division winners as opposed to yeah. what record you actually accumulate. That should 100%. be the priority because some divisions are just weak on certain yep. years. And yep. give the NBA credit because the NBA doesn't do it that way. If you win a bad division, you get yep. on your record, you get reseeded differently. Good job of the Can NBA. Can I just ask how you already have the Falcons? You proclaim them the winners. You already have Dallas like, oh, they're going to be the fifth That's seed. a good point. I well, I had to come up with something. something. I got it. Okay. Number three. Number now, if you were fortunate enough to hear my great words... <laughs> The Friday before, uh, he was half asleep, this show. The Friday before Labor Day weekend, we went oh. to the U.S. Open. The tennis, yes. you know. Uh, yes. And yeah. Nadal's coming back, which is great. But we went to the U.S. Open. Stevie, Molly, yeah. mm -hmm. and yours truly. Yeah. I was not invited. Somehow, way, they asked me, Christopher Russo, and I wasn't wearing a tie that day. I had my little oatmeal. They asked me, <laughs> give me a college football playoff Prediction. Okay. This is on September 1st. Okay. No, uh, yeah, September 1st, Friday. And top of my head, without studying anything, what did the little mad dog come up with? Let us show you. That's a little bit. Put it on the board, Sammy. <laughs> there you go. Put it on the board. On September 1st. <laughs> yeah. I picked. Ah, oh, doggy. Alabama. Alabama. Michigan. I didn't know about Harbaugh cheating. <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> and Washington. And what did it end up being? Mm -hmm. Boom, 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 boom. And I'll tell you something right now. If they did not, if Florida State, if they didn't miss a field goal, Clemson, you know what I would have had? I would have had Georgia there instead of, I had, well, instead of Texas.
I would have had Georgia instead of Texas. So think about it for a minute. Me, college football, before Labor Day weekend at the U.S. Open tennis where Stevie was half asleep, my name was lost, and I carried it. <laughs> and I picked, you were. I was not. <laughs> picked That's a lie. That's boom, a lie. Boom, 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 boom. I played I tennis my entire, entire life. I got three out of four right before they even kicked off. In 2024, okay. I should be on the committee. I should be Boomer, whatever his name is. What's the guy's name? Who's the head of the committee? Boo something. I Boo should be there. Boo Corrigan. Boo Corrigan. That's it. Boo, Boo Corrigan. Corrigan. Boo I Corrigan. should be running that thorn thing because I know more about the Dominion Farmbound. I know more about the sport than they do as I proved on Labor Day, on uh, before Labor Day. That is number three. Well. Here, let me pat you well, on the I back. I mean, you just did it yourself about 800 times. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Go ahead, Stephen. Let me hear. You did. You did. <laughs> you did have what they had for the most part. So one could easily argue that you know what you probably influenced them, which means that you know what Texas. I'm sorry, Florida State should be mad at you. Mm. Really? Because you oh, certainly really? didn't predict they'd go undefeated. I also didn't think that Clemson missed a 29-yard field goal, which would have prevented that team from being undefeated, which they did. Listen, if That's only true. you put money on did those they picks with did that they they won. I did not put any money of those picks. Let me give you a last one quickly, can I? Okay, ask Sam for permission. Sammy, I gave it to you Monday. Monday. Iowa, last Saturday. I had to go out for a Christmas dinner. The last thing in America I wanted to do. You're so okay. screwed. Not the Christmas I had to go to a Christmas dinner with my lovely wife's friends. Okay, Jeannie and her friends. I had to leave after three quarters of the Georgia-Alabama game. So I had to come up with something to keep me into this dinner. So what did I do with Fat Rob? I bet Iowa first half over two and a half. At Michigan. You what does that mean? That much disposable. Kick a yeah. field goal, and I won a fortune. Fortune. Kick a field goal. Kept you into so the conversation. So during my lamb chop dinner, huh? I love lamb chops. I had a little phone, and Iowa had the ball seven times in the first half, and had a first and ten at the Michigan forty yeah. with six minutes to go. Little first down. Ooh. Kick the field goal, and even I can put up at that dinner because I would have won money. Okay. What happens? They fumbled at the 30. Right. Iowa doesn't score, Guess so I'm doubly upset. I got to go. I only care. Where'd you get the lamb chops? I love lamb chops. Farmer's Market, and you came in. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're so bougie. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Get your popcorn ready in one of the most anticipated games of the year. The two NFC leading teams and bitter divisional rivals, Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, are set for a Week 14 showdown. The Eagles are coming off a huge loss to the Niners, while the Cowboys are coming into this one on a four-game win streak. Let's go. Meanwhile, in the AFC, Josh Allen and those Bills traveling to Arrowhead to take on Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. Both teams looking to bounce back from their Week 13 losses as Buffalo looks to save their playoff hopes. Kansas City 
aims to make up ground in the battle for the AFC one seed. Okay, Christopher, uh, which quarterback do you think has a better chance of reaching the Super Bowl? Is it Dak in the NFC or Josh Allen in the AFC? I think it's Josh Allen. I know that sounds crazy because you know Dallas will be in the playoffs and Buffalo may not even make it. But the AFC is so wide open. I don't trust any of these teams. And if Josh Allen made it, they are going to be very dangerous. The problem that Dak has, Philadelphia and San Francisco both on the road, and I don't think he's going to win both those games. I think that's too tricky for Dallas. There's too many good teams in the NFC at the top. In the AFC, with Kansas City not being as good, I don't trust Tua. We did that already. Lamar's only won one playoff game. I think if Buffalo makes it, they can make a run. I'll say Josh Allen. I'm going to say Dak Prescott uh, and, 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 and the Dallas Cowboys, doggy, and I'm going to say it's by default. I get what you're saying about the NFC. Certainly the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers definitely are impediments to any success for anybody else hoping to come out of the NFC. Um, But when I look at Buffalo, I don't see a team. I see a roster filled with individuals wearing the same uniform. They haven't looked like a team a lot of times this year. They've looked a bit fragmented. They haven't been on the same page. They fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, You've got people wondering about McDermott. Obviously, Josh Allen was turnover prone, uh, uh, you know, even though he's had some spectacular moments, particularly over the last few weeks. And he played really well in that game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Give credit where credit is due. We've seen Stephon Diggs. You know, one minute he's okay, another minute he's a bit temperamental. Uh, We've seen Gabe Davis and him and Josh Allen, the miscommunication on the surefire touchdown that would have been um, in overtime that would have sealed the deal for Buffalo against Philadelphia. But he ran left. Josh Allen threw right. And you got what you got because Philadelphia Eagles ultimately won that game. There have been too many instances where we've seen enough from McDermott to know that he can coach. So we're not questioning his coaching acumen, but for some reason doesn't seem to be on the same page. Brian Dable left a couple of years ago. Their offense, is, is even though it's been potent, uh, there's been something missing in terms of continuity and seamlessness. I think because of that, when you look at the AFC with Kansas City, obviously with Houston on the come up, with uh, uh, you know Baltimore, um, and obviously we can't dismiss them, Miami as well. I just look at a lot of the teams in the AFC, and it's not so much that they're better than Buffalo at their best. I just think it's been very difficult for Buffalo to sustain their level of being the best. They could be best for a quarter, and then the next two quarters you don't recognize them. They'll show up in the first quarter, won't show up in the third quarter, show up in the fourth quarter, don't show up in the second quarter, those kind of things. You just look at them, and they just don't seem to be all there. I don't trust that. I don't see that from Dallas, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And that's why I would go with Dallas and Dak Prescott. It's a fair answer. You can't. Buffalo is inconsistent. Dallas a little more stable. Fair answer. It's oh, by the way, by the way, one, one stat to throw out at you, Doggy. Uh, highest career winning percentage with no Super Bowl appearances. Josh Allen ranks third in NFL history. Wow. Dak Prescott ranks fifth. We're going to learn a lot this weekend. Wow. Good one, Steve. This weekend is pivotal. Yeah, that was a good stat by you, Stephen A. Very sharp. That was good. I'm going to share that with my friends. Are you? Like that. Why not? That's good. Something that Stephen A. came up with. They'd be shocked, but I'll share it no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Stephen A. 
Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. As we enter into bowl season in college football, let's take a look at the four Heisman Trophy finalists. LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr., Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, and Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. will be making the trip to NYC with the winner being announced Saturday night right here on ESPN. ESPN's very busy right now. Uh, I'll start with you, Chris. Yes. Who do you have winning it? Uh, I, I have a vote. I've had you a, vote? Yeah, I had it about 30 years. Wow. So they're nice enough to give me a vote. Uh, I voted for Penix You're 1. You're BFD. Uh, well, maybe. But I voted for Penix 1, Daniels 2, and Knicks 3. And the reason why I voted for Penix, he has 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, 9 yeah. picks, won every game. The reason why I didn't vote for Daniels, the LSU quarterback, 13 of his touchdowns came against Grambling mm-hmm. and Georgia State. Okay. So I eliminate those. Got it. You didn't and, like he lost three, and he lost three games. I'm going to take Stevie. I'm always going to take the unbeaten quarterback against who's in the Final Four. I'm going to take them over the guy who's lost three. So I took the Washington quarterback number one. Okay. Well, go ahead, Stevie. Here's, here's the bottom line. If you're going to have a vote because you definitely deserve it and you're worthy, you need to stop gambling with Fat Rob. Let's get that out the way. Secondly, I'm going to tell you this. I got to go with this cat right here, doggy. I got to go with Daniels out of LSU. I know he's got three losses, but 50 touchdowns, 40 passing, 10 running, 1,134 yards rushing, 38 yards, 100 yards passing. By the way, Tim Tebow, RG3, and Lamar Jackson all won Heisman when they had three losses. I'm just saying. Wow. I mean, Look it's it's not power. unprecedented. I got to take that into consideration as well. I got to tell you, this kid, Jaden Daniels, man, I got to look at it that way. Yeah. Fair. All right. Stephen A., you have a great time in Vegas. You need to do something with ESPN Bet. You need a show. Call your people. Seriously. You, you need- Why? To lose money? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.